Morning, Adam. Hey, Jack. Bright, shiny day out. Nice out. It's a good place to be. And make a podcast on, on uh, a great subject. And we'll enjoy the day. What do you think? Sounds yep. like a great plan. So my name's Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my long-term business partner, Adam Sunhalter. Been together over 20 years. Between our radio stint for about uh, four years and our podcast development, we got about 540. Wow. No, that's too three, many. 340. This is episode, 340. Three, this is episode three, 357, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, we, we love doing it. What we do, we during our day job, we're business coaches. We uh, work with companies from one to 25 employees. Covering any endeavor they're in, we can usually add value to solving the problems for them, many of their problems, because there's a repeat cycle in business. All businesses have certain uh, certain processes that have different products, different procedures, but there's a sameness that runs through that. And we have that with our experience. We have dealt with personally uh, small businesses that we bought, sold, looked at, helped finance. And we have big big city, big company careers uh, before we entered this fray of 20 years in small businesses. We have a lot of fun with the business owners. We try to make it that way. And we, we meet a lot of prospects or potential prospects, and we don't take them all. You know, we have criteria that that's, uh, uh, uses us to, to screen people with the possibility of uh, having only the ones that are going to be successful. And we define success as having a company that's growing and has sales and profits that really are sustainable to the degree possible. So what we do, we take our episodes and our daily encounters with, with small business owners, and we make podcasts out of them. And that's what we're going to do today. And what we want to talk about today is terminating a business, terminating an employee, the termination of an employee. How does that work? How does that work? And it, you know, the, the famous two words are, it depends. Or does it depend? <laughs> One to 25 employees don't have a lot of bureaucracy. There's a lot of hands-on stuff. Uh, whoever's, whoever shows up for work that day is going to be doing it. And you, you, can, you can't tell from any given week to week what you're going to be doing in many cases. And the owner bears the, uh, the burden on that one to try to keep everybody busy without having the jobs and the organization itself keep everybody busy. Well, the, the part of that busy is a lot of administrative processes. And when an employee of a small business is terminated, what happens? Yeah, what happens? He's just uh, told uh, in Ohio, you, you can terminate without much cause. So a lot, of, a lot of things aren't even talked about. There's no legal requirement to give two weeks notice. You can just terminate somebody and they're out, right? You know, pack your cardboard box and hit the road or go to your locker and get your uniform, whatever the case may be. But it uh, it depends on terminating somebody. It depends, I, I believe, Adam believes, 
that the circumstances really mean a lot, who you're terminating and for what reasons. So what do you do with a long-term employee? How do you go about terminating that person if that person's uh, maybe number number two in a 25-person uh, company and you've known this person for 20 years and you got to terminate her? Is that uh, the same thing as a union guy? You got a union there and he's been sitting there with his arms folded when he has to work, he does. When he doesn't, he doesn't do anything extra. You've never developed a relationship with him. Do you terminate him the same way? Ultimately, yes, they both have uh, discharged pink slips. But the way the way they get it and leave the company is altogether different. Wait, do they have pink slips anymore, Jack? <laughs> you're giving, you're giving I don't me, know. You're giving me I flashbacks. I say I'll get distracted. You're giving me flashbacks to uh, Major League, the movie Major League. Obviously, it's very do. popular here, here here in the Cleveland area, but even around the world was. But if you remember at, at spring training, it wasn't a it wasn't a pink slip. But it was a red tag, right, hanging in the locker room. Remember that? So they, they come the last <laughs> day. Is. Okay. Is there, is there a red, is there a red thing hanging in your locker or not? Right. And, uh, you know, they're, they're just the sense of relief when, the, when there wasn't one. Right. But for the ones that, the, or the one got, you know, had a prank played on him. Right. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, no, it wasn't really you. Somebody else was messing with you. It's like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> what about, uh, what about having a party for somebody? You know, should it be a one size fits all? ceremony when somebody is terminated and again it comes back to it depends explains this section the very right way a termination uh, party do they do they, do they, well, do they have a termination party do they make balloons invitations for that jack oh terminations aren't all bad right do they make balloons <laughs> yes <laughs> hey we're gonna tell you that's how you tell somebody you've been terminated right <laughs> you know, you could probably do these days. I'm thinking about it, you know. So another, so I'll, I'll get in the movie. I'm getting on distractions again. So, but you know, the Terminator, right? So you, there's there's certain things you could do these days. I forget what it's called, but you, like some of these celebrities, like you, you can you can have them call or create a, create a short video about something, right? So it could be like like a birthday wish or something like that, or anniversary. I'm guessing you do this too. But picture reaching out to Arnold to do this. Send him a little video. Jack, you've been terminated. <laughs> Right. Also, to get something like that coming across, what do you think? I think that's a good idea. <laughs> so, have some fun with it. You're saying maybe okay. That's a different absolutely, way of absolutely. It's a, is it is it a, a sad moment? Is that how it's viewed? Pretty much, yes. That's why. But if you have an up an up an upbeat company that the employees get along, you know, is there sadness? No, maybe someone will go do a. a a funding program form somewhere to help them out, look at it a little differently. I always like to try to think of things that are different because most people will, will take them in. They won't be insulted by it. Well, if, like if, if Sharon is crying on her way out, <laughs> find ways to make her smile and give her the boot behind Here, her. Here's your cake. Here's your cupcake. Make sure you take it with you. It's, it's your favorite chocolate chocolate, right? Well, you know, as, as I was thinking about this, I think just step step way back for a second. The vast majority of people, Jack, have never fired anybody. Uh, yeah, I agree. And if we go back to um, one of my favorite shows years ago, The Apprentice, 
Donald Trump. <laughs> before before Donald Trump was considered some evil guy, he was pretty well liked and, and had one of the top rated TV shows for years called The Apprentice. And if you recall, right. there was that you know there was the the go to scene, the go to line everybody knew about it, right? Which was, "You're fired." Right, you're fired. Now, you know, every show ended with that. Who's getting fired? And chances are, the vast majority of people—that's their experience with firing somebody. And I don't know if you, how many of those shows you watched or not, Jack. But I would say nine times out of ten, you'd have that you're fired, and then the, 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 the people <clears throat> would leave the conference room, and Trump would be there with whoever his two people were. Right? Sometimes it was his kids, or his George was the one guy. Anyway, so they'd be there. Nine times out of ten, Trump would be say something to the effect that, "Boy, that was tough. That was a tough decision, right? Or tough, or a tough choice." You know, there's something along those lines where again, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't necessarily obvious. Once in a while, it was. Once in a while, it was okay. You know, it, it was no big deal. But usually, it was okay. But it was tough to be able to kind of decide something like that. But that's, and it kind of hit home for me because I, I have a good friend who's been working for thirty plus years in corporate America, Jack, and just just this week. She had to terminate somebody for the first time. And she's talking about this weekend. She's, she's worried about it. because She's never done it before. You know, and, and, and 30 plus years of doing it, she's, she's a pretty senior position. So the, the first thing I, I want to kind of get out is, hey, most people have never experienced this. So, so they're probably thinking, what's what's the big deal, right? So it's Trump, hey, you're fired, right? Just kind of point them. And there's probably a reason why you're firing him, Jack. So, I mean, how, how, hard, can it, how, how hard can it be? Well... In the small business world, as we know, it's 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 different. <clears throat> Come back to your opening comment about you know, the fact that you and I have spent time with big corporations. And if you read any of the news lately, Jack, you'll you'll see there whether it be high tech companies or automotive companies or you name it, you see these you know almost every day. X Y Z company lays off six thousand people, ten thousand people, three thousand people. Holy crap, Jack! And we're talking about small business where you got 10 people. So these big companies are just whoop, taking out make the decision. They make the decision and then it's executed. Now, I remember the first time I, I had a fire employee. She, she was uh, about a 20, 20 plus 25 year employee. And we went through the budget cuts and all that. And who do we, what, what kind of things will we roll into to Tom's office and what, blah, blah, you know, get all that done. And, the ones remaining who fall out the bottom are sitting there like uh, little grapes. You know, you got to get rid of them unless there's the company's a little bigger and it has an HR function and it's coldly delivered, you know. And uh, but this this gal came in and nobody was laid off. You know, the, the company was having trouble, but it uh, you know, there was no scuttlebutt going around that that this is you know, the prelude to layoffs. Right. So I brought her in as the first one, told her to close the door, and she was nervous and, you know, wondering what the heck's going on. And I talked to her for a half hour before I could feel comfortable getting on the track to say, look, you're terminated, you know. Your job's been, been cut. And I finally did after, it, honestly, uh, it had to be a half hour. Dancing around the subject, and finally, I told her she was terminated. And out comes the Kleenex, and she starts crying. And and uh, that was so hard to do. It, it was unbelievably hard to deliver that that bad news. So did you get up? But once you do it, well, did you get up from the desk, come around, put your arm around her, give her a hug, 
consoler. Oh, no, or you, you still could do that for, without getting penalized for harassment. But uh, no, I didn't. I didn't do. It. I just kind of. Well, I touched her hand and told her to. Uh, you know, there'll be better days. Just you know, just you, you can't. No matter what you say, they they aren't lifted by it. So to have a termination party, I don't know. It might make sense in some places. Well, you're you're talking about grapes, right? You're getting me. I'm on a, I'm on a roll today. I guess I don't know. I'm thinking about I Love Lucy. Remember that episode without stomping on the grapes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that so? Is that one of those? You're talking about, hey, I got some grapes. Who's gonna, hey, Jack, you're the first one in to go stomping on those grapes. And I go, okay, well, hey, get my foot in the barrel there. Kind of, you know, let's kind of see how it goes, right? So. Oh but, man. No, you make a great point. You know, one of the points that, that, that I was trying to uh, come to as I was getting ready for the show today to talk about, you know, a handful of kind of takeaways. <laughs> one of the ones I had listed out was a bullet point about, about be brief. Be brief, right? Which is exactly what you're talking about, what you didn't do your first time through. But it's <clears throat> so being brief, what does that mean? Just, you know, you, you get it out there. Let them know. Hey, we're moving on. You're being let go. You're being whatever it might be. I mean, it's almost. Uh, I'll keep going with the movie references. Have you, you've seen Jerry Maguire, All right? Remember Jerry Maguire? He took him to lunch. There you are. Wait, you just came back again. You 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 left with grapes. You're talking about grapes. Okay. So, but with with, with Jerry Maguire, the, the idea of, of of being brief, being brief. So if you got to be brief, like the, the movie Jerry Maguire, he brought him to lunch. Said, hey, guess what? You're being let go, right? He just he just, he just got it out there. You know, they didn't even order beverages or you know whatever. Just you know, kind of get there. So being being brief is very very important in terms of what's going on. How do you be brief with somebody so they know what's going on and and you kind of get to the point? Otherwise, it, it's you it, it, it can kind of drag on. So the fact you said you talked to this woman for half an hour, half an hour, that's a long time. It is. You know, it is a long time. And, and the entire time, all you can think about is how am I going to tell her? Where's right? the opening for me to right. stick it in there? Yeah. Right. Is she going to, is she, <laughs> she going to teed up for me? She's not because she, she may start to sense it now and say, well, look, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, you know, make that happen either. Okay. So I'll just kind of keep avoiding it. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe I'm going to be saved. Maybe that's why it brought me in here. Right. <laughs> so. So I think being brief is very, very important from that standpoint. You know, if you, you know, let them know, hey, you're being terminated, and then let them know what the next steps are. Right. Because they're going right. to digest it. It's, it's very similar to getting a, uh, going to the doctor. The doctor says, hey, you got cancer. And the doctor start, keeps talking. Your brain probably shuts off anyway, right? I heard cancer, my mind's all over the place, so. Being terminated, that's probably pretty close to getting the same kind of message, right? Not that I say it's going to be terminal or anything, but again, it's it's a big change. Oh yeah, it just occupies your your thinking totally. Yeah. So be brief, you know, get to the point, and then let them know what the next steps are. Hey, if there's different paperwork they have to sign, any kind of severance package or outplacement services you got. Okay, kind of have that kind of ready to go. Um, and it's something you, you kind of alluded to before too, Jack. You know, I think that the sooner that they have their last day, the better. You know, there's no there's no need to give a, a two week notice here. You know, because once they're kind of done and, and checked out, um, doesn't seem to be, be that day, but certainly very quickly, because there's no point having them. You know, once it's been done, 
you know, when you break up with somebody. Well, I know we had this event planned for next weekend, Jack. We should still go to that, shouldn't we? No, we're we're, we're breaking up, right? You, you understand we're breaking up, right? Okay, yeah, no, we aren't going to go to that event and kind of like, yeah, like everything's okay. You can still go to that event if you want, but I'm not going to go to that event with you, right? Or I'm still going to go, but you, you can't come. You know, so... Um, there's, a, there's a good number of people who can't accept that. Like you say, when, when the word cancer comes in or termination comes in, all of a sudden your mind is, is full of different thoughts, not totally to the task at hand here of, you know, communicating and making arrangements for moving on. Uh, and I've had, I've had a few situations where the employee refused to leave, but not in a protested way. Like they'd show up like nothing happened. They were able to block that conversation we had Friday. They're coming in, <laughs> coming in Monday, answering the phone, you know, and, and uh, uh, like they never, never were explained. I look, this is a termination, you know, and it, it, it's sad, but anything sad should should have an off should have an opposite reactionary. Uh, uh, to to put in place here, you know, so uh, we just don't do it enough. <laughs> so, like Milton from Office Space. Those of you guys yes. are familiar yeah. with yeah. yeah. the movie. That's, that's the guy good. with the red stapler, right? <laughs> Milton. They they stop paying him. He he keeps coming in for months, right? And all he cares about is worse is red state, but keep moving him around, right? Move his desk around. Eventually, he winds up Move in the basement. Move his desk down the basement. Down the basement, yeah. right? Yeah. You know? So, you know, crazy things like that can happen. You know, they'll, they'll put it in the movies to, to kind of, you know, accentuate a little bit. But, you know, those things those things do happen. So, you know, I think being brief is is key. Because, you know, part of what happens is, you know, we're talking about big big companies. You, you're you giving an example of that, Jack. And it, a lot of times when it's a big company, it's just a it's a... It's a number in a spreadsheet. You know, it's not necessarily a real person to you. But with a small business, even if it's a short-term employee, but certainly for a long-term employee, you're talking to somebody who's been with you for 10, 20 years, it is very, very emotional. And so one of the things we try to do in situations like this, Jack, is we try to help take as much of the emotion out as possible. And one of the ways we do that is we focus on, on a key question. And I know we've talked about this before, but it's it's appropriate to, to be able to bring it up again. And that question be, being, what's best for the organization? Right. What's best for the organization right now in terms of where we're at, what we need, and and going forward? And so we start to do that. Part of what starts to happen is you start to then think about not only the person we're talking about here is going to be you know likely to be terminated. You're not just thinking about yourself. You're starting to think about the rest of the people who are involved in your organization. So all of your other employees, your customers, your vendors, other folks that come in touch with, with your organization. So having this person we're getting ready to terminate, they're being terminated for a reason. The chances are the impact that they're having on the rest of the organization, Jack, probably is not a positive thing. Okay, either things they're doing that are just, you know, making things difficult. So, you know, we had this happen years ago with a client of ours. and It's often not like there's this one big thing. Right, where it's okay, it's this big time fireable offense, but it might just be a pattern of behavior. And so, we had a client where you know this was a long term employee, it was this you know 20 year employee. And 
one of the ways we start to figure out in our coaching, and it's a good thing for you to be thinking about here as an owner, is, and this makes another point, which I'll, which I'll get to in a second, but if a client comes and is talking to us, Jack, about somebody, and it's not necessarily positive things, and that goes on for several sessions, that person's name keeps getting brought up in a, in a, in a negative way, then the, the, well, for, for us, because it's very apparent, we often have to, to kind of hold the mirror up and say, hey, do you realize that the last five times we've met, you've, you keep bringing up Jim's name and, and you're bringing Jim's name up and it's never been positive. And then often it's like, oh, I didn't, you know, I didn't realize or it's like, well, yeah, that's just how Jim is. Okay, well, well, wait a minute. So with this one client, we said, look, between now and next time, why don't you just kind of put together a list of some of the things that this guy does that kind of bother you or that that really cause problems to the organization? Because a lot of what was happening is, you know, depending on what role this person has. So if you got a person who's in a sales role, let's say, right? Well, their goal, it's, you know, it's a tough job being a salesperson. You're out there getting beat up a lot. And, you know, people don't necessarily want to see you, getting hung up on, doors slamming in your face, people yelling. It can be a very tough job. So when you get a sale, you're excited about it. And often what happens, you take the sale, you then throw it over the wall to the folks who then handle the fulfillment of that and organize everything else. And so but there's often some things that you need a salesperson to do. Well, if they aren't doing those things, and they aren't doing all of their job, they're now all of a sudden putting it on to somebody else, or they're making somebody else's uh, job tougher. That's a that's a problem, you know. And so, with this particular case, so we had a couple weeks be between meetings, and we get ready for our, for our next meeting, and our client was there early, ready to go, and almost frothing at the mouth, like you know, he's, he, he he couldn't wait. So what's going on? He's like, I got a list. You got a list of what? He gets, Took me half an hour. I got two pages of stuff. And he said, none of which by themselves is a big deal. But you take it in total and it shows this pattern in terms of why this person is not the right fit for the organization. And it became, it was, that's what we needed. That was the hump we had to get over for him to say, okay, I now see it, Jack. I now see why I need to move on from this guy. Doesn't make it any easier, okay? You know, he was able to get over that hump and say, hey, this needs to happen. And that was, again, coming back to what's best through organization. Because the, the, the impact this person was having was more negative than it was positive. And it was impacting a lot of other folks negatively. It was impacting customers negatively. It was impacting the internal folks negatively. Because it was kind of going on, people having to cover for him or do his work. All this kind of stuff happens. And so what happens is, one that, that 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 phrase of one bad apple, Jack, especially in a small business, creates all kinds of problems. So the rest of the folks who are your stellar employees are going, wait a minute. Why isn't hey, why isn't Jack getting rid of this guy? Does Jack not know what's going on? Is Jack okay with this? Is, that, is this the way we're we're gonna be operating? They start to wonder, or their their performance starts to maybe go down a little bit, or they eject. They say, "Hey, this place isn't for me." And now you're losing some good employees because of this 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 other employee, right? You got to nip it. That's for sure. Well, how do you? How should you terminate an employee then, Adam? What's the answer? Well, well one thing is going to be is, is going to be be decisive about it. 
and come back to us. If you have a sense for it, you got to be decisive and, and start to make it happen. So when you're ready to go about doing it, you got to make sure that you that you you do it and you're and you're ready to go. You also got to be a little bit prepared. So you got to be prepared to operate when you know, like this person's not there anymore. So what happens? So that, let's pretend that the termination happens. That person says screw you and they walk out. Literally, they just walk out. They're done. They drop everything. Okay. So how do you get that to be a relative non-event with your business from a day-to-day -day standpoint? We got to let a few people know. You got to let a few or key people know what's going on. There shouldn't be a secret from that standpoint. So you got to be ready to pick up whatever the key duties that person was doing. If they had key customer contacts, key vendor contacts, whatever's going on, somebody's ready to go right into that role instantly. Otherwise, it's going to be a little bumpy for you from that standpoint. So I think being prepared for that exit is very, very key. Very don't simple. don't don't personalize things too much uh, unless they're positive, because there's no upside to that. You know, to well, geez, if you would have uh, combed your hair different, Adam, and smiled more, and and uh, uh, you know, we probably wouldn't be here. Maybe I don't know. I can't tell. Oh, but, but Jack, you didn't know about the problems uh, having here or there, and it's like yeah, you go down, you forget about. What, yeah, what you just I end say. up with uh, yeah. So don't you know that that's. I mean, the question is, how do you terminate, you know? How do you terminate somebody? Should there be an HR involvement? Depends. If, you know, in a small business, we don't necessarily have an HR person. Right, it, de but, it depends. Yeah. Right, well, you should on. have somebody in the room. That's one thing I would say. You should have somebody in the room with you. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't do it alone. Now, that person doesn't necessarily need to say anything. They're there more as a witness, maybe some moral support, Jack. But having somebody else in the room with you is important. So it might be that HR person, whoever takes care of HR in your business. Chances are in a small business, it's going to be an office manager of some type and kind, perhaps, right? So you want that person there. Maybe they're the one there's no, can't. there's no, there's no one way. You can set the props up, but there, you know, there's no, no one way. What, what if, uh, what if you got to terminate your your buddy? You've been in business with him for twelve years, and he's he's been a good employee. He's become a friend. But our committee to determine cutbacks and uh, financial salvation here, he's on the block. We agree going in that, you know, I'm not going to be, even though I'm the owner, I'm not going to be the guy who vetoes this stuff, you know. And so how do you, how do you handle somebody like that? Then you got the union guy who uh, depends on the union. The word depends really is... The, the correct way to frame it because you, you have to take every every job really in a small business. You got the personality, so you gotta take every job a little personally, but don't criticize during the process. But what do you do with uh, your your one of your best friends now now that he's part of the company and he's gotta go? That's probably more similar to it. Yeah, it's probably more similar to the Jerry Maguire thing. You bring him out, take him out, take him out to lunch. Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, you bring him from, from the... Bring him with, with me in public so I don't start crying? What's going on here, right? What's happening? So I don't start <laughs> yelling at you, right? <laughs> Go out on the golf course, okay. Oh, by the way, you're pressed and you're fired. Next, nice putt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I mean...
I guess to your point, yeah, I mean, the relationship you have is, is key. But at the end of the day, that's, that's part of the thing we talk about a lot on this in terms of family business and other, other things or folks who are friends or like family. You got to think about that when you hire that person. It's kind of morbid, I guess, huh? Yeah, but, you know, do you have that agreement up front? Hey, if things aren't working out, we, we got to have a way to kind of get out, get, you know, and, and maintain our friendship. You know, and, and does that happen? It, it happens sometimes. Think uh, not not that often, I don't think. Right. Well, I think we all know couples who have gotten divorced over the years, and they wind up being better as friends than they do as spouses. Sure. That happens once in a while. Same thing is, you know, I think kind of true here. You know, but chances are, if it's lasted that long, you know, chances are that friendship's going to probably go away for a bit too. Or at least, at least it'll be paused for a little bit. Mm. You know, um, that's part of that kind of tough love thing, isn't it? That's right. That's what it is. Yeah. So, but it's that's where the, the taking the emotion comes out of it a little bit. And again, start starting to think not only about you and that person, but about the rest of the organization. And what does it mean for the rest of the organization? Because what your what your prime duty is as the owner to make sure that the organization's healthy. Come right. back to your point about successful being <laughs> you, know, you got growing sustainable profits. You know, it might be you know part of the, what happens here is and, and there's tremendous guilt as a business owner, Jack. If things don't go as well as you'd hoped, if they don't go as planned, you often feel guilty as the owner. It's like something you did that was wrong. And yeah, it's very natural to feel that way. Yeah, it's that's always uh, the case with the leader. Well, I think one of the things we've seen in our our couple decades together of coaching small businesses, Jack, we see that a lot where folks will the owners will keep people on. They'll they'll reduce their compensation as the owner you know, to help, you know, get through some of these things where they, they put a lot of blame on their own shoulders from that standpoint, or there's that guilt there where they just, you know, Hey, I feel responsible for these people. And okay. Well, at the end of the day, you're responsible to make sure your company is, is profitable because your company ain't profitable. It's like on the airplanes, right? Put your, put your mask on first. We're putting on somebody else's mask, right? If your company's losing money, you only lose money for so long. You know, you know, unless you have an endless pot or you got that money tree in the backyard, you got to keep going out and clipping, clipping those dollar bills off of, you guys are making money at some point. So if, if also that's becoming an issue, it's tough. Yes, very tough. So anyway, terminating an employee, like many things in business, grossly underestimated from the person who's coming in to start a business or to buy a business. It, it has a lot of hidden ramifications that are used infrequently, and therefore you don't have a lot of experience with them. So terminating an employee isn't an easy thing to do. It isn't something that should be delegated to a, a junior member if you know, you're, you're talking about serious people. And it, uh, it should be compassionate, that's for sure but not overly compassionate. You have a company to run and you have targets to meet. And if somebody is, is excess weight, it's got to be Jetson. It's that simple. So the first time you do it, it's difficult, if it's, especially if it's you know somebody who you, you work with a lot. But once you do it, like anything, second time is a little easier and so on down the line. Uh, never real easy, but 
easy enough, you know, to do. And your your point about being quick about it is best. Don't sit in a lounge, light up a cigarette, and just relax, right? <laughs> that band-aid right off, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I think your point, it, it never gets easier. I mean, it never gets easy. It gets easier because, you, you know, to your point, it's like anything else. So even things that you try that are new, it's hard the first time, even if you're, if you're, if you're good at it. And most people aren't necessarily good at this. Um, but one of the things that will happen is you'll get, you'll get better at recognizing when you need to move on from somebody quicker. That's part of it too. Mm-hmm. And we see that a lot with, with clients where again, to your point, they'll, they'll keep somebody on, especially those, those early hires. It's emotional. Hey, the, you know, this person helped me day one. They, you know, they, they were hired number one, they're hired number two, Jack. Right. So I, I remember them and, and they were there the early days and that's great. And that's wonderful. But if they haven't grown with you the last 15 years, okay, what do we, then why are we keeping them along? You know, we, we aren't running mm-hmm. a museum here. I right? go by and visit. Here's here's what so and so did on day you know day thirty five of the company, right? Okay, well it's, that's that's neat and everything. What have they done for me today? What are they doing for me tomorrow? Kind of thing, right? So part of what you what I said what you get better at is recognizing when hey, it's time. And again, one of the things the key things we've we figured out if somebody is if you're if you're thinking about that person a lot, talking about that person a lot. You're coming up talking to your spouse about that person a lot. You're talking you're talking to your coach, whoever you're talking to about a lot, and it's not positive. Well, chances are that's probably a person you got to move on from. And so the sooner you're able to recognize that, the easier it becomes too, because you aren't letting them go for more months or even years at that point to be part of the organization. So, so yeah, so good. It could have been, been a very short show. Jack's answer was it depends. End of the show, right? Okay, that's, that's right. That's, that's right. So we gave you, we gave you a couple different couple different versions of, of what it depends looks like, as which what, what we always do on this show. I'm gonna give you some useful tools. That's why I call it dirty secrets of small business. Because again, there's things that, that aren't say covered or talked about, or folks on the outside think what's the big deal, and so things like terminating and how to how to go about doing it, um, it's a key thing, and so make sure you're talking to folks about it. And if you have questions, you can always reach out to us, um, and. Uh, Lots of ways to get a hold of us. If you like the show that we heard today, we've got, as we mentioned, today's episode 357. We have 356 other episodes. And most of them, like today's show, stand the test of time. They aren't about something going on in, in the outside world. It's about running and growing your small business. You get all those at our website, dirtysecretsofsmallbusiness.com. And if you go to the episodes tab, you can click on the search bar there. And you can search for whatever topic or idea or question you've got. It'll feedback for you whatever shows we've done on that topic. If, there, if there's not a show there that, that suits your needs, you can feel free to email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 330-849-0670. If you prefer to listen on podcast player, go to your favorite podcast player. It could be iHeart, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and just search for Dirty Secrets of Small Business and hit the subscribe button. And we usually drop a new episode every Thursday morning, so it'll be delivered right there to your smart device every week. And you can get all the prior episodes there as well. So appreciate y'all listening as always, and we'll be talking with you next week. See you around. <laughs> <laughs>